The following program is recorded content created by the Truth Network. Friends, we warned about the scientific experiments on children years ago. Now others are waking up. It's time for The Line of Fire with your host, activist, author, international speaker, and theologian, Dr. Michael Brown. Your voice of moral, cultural, and spiritual revolution. Michael Brown is the director of the Coalition of Conscience and president of Fire School of Ministry. Get into The Line of Fire now by calling 866-34-TRUTH. That's 866-34-TRUTH. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown. Friends, I've been counting the minutes waiting for today's broadcast since last week. Some things happened, some things came to my attention that were so jarring. Uh, I wanted to shout it from the rooftops. I wanted to get with all of you and let you know some important things that have happened. And finally, today we get to do it. I was on the road speaking for about eight days, teaching in different schools and ministering in some churches. And because of that, we pre-recorded some shows. We put together a special set for you last week that, based on the responses, you really enjoyed excerpts from some of our debates. So we did four days of that, then back for our live Q&A on Friday. So today was the first day I could get into some of these things. It's going to be eye-opening. Share this with a friend. Let them know about this material because it is going to be super, super helpful. And hopefully, we give you insight into why we do what we do for your sake. Okay, here's the number to call, 866-34-TRUTH, 866-348-7884. But let me give you parameters for the calls. Then I've got an important announcement to make, and then we're going to dive right into a video back from 2009. You'll be astounded to see. Before we do that, parameters for the calls. We're talking specifically about what amounts to scientific experiments on children confused about their gender. Children that would be called transgender today. In the past, they would say they had gender identity disorder, then it got changed to gender dysphoric. So these are children, young people, that really struggle, that really feel on the inside that they don't match their biological sex. And we have been shouting for years that the medical treatments, the medical approach is an experiment on children. So if you have your own story having to do with transgender issues, how it's impacted you, your family, your job, you may be in a certain situation where you're unable to speak freely. Feel free to call in anonymously. You don't have to give a location. You can be an anonymous caller. You say, well, I get in trouble with my employer if I talk about what's happening, or I don't want to embarrass a family member, or, or I don't want to expose compromise in our church and by name. That's fine. You don't have to give any details that you're not comfortable with giving publicly over the airwaves. Fully understand that, all right? But if you've been impacted directly or with gay activism, or this has directly impacted your own family, I'd love to hear from you. 866-348-7884. And if you think the approach that I'm taking is wrong and you really differ with me and would like to share why or give me a piece of your mind, phone lines are open, 866-348-7884. Okay, important announcement. I told you on Friday that we were done taking pre-orders for the signed, numbered, special hardcover edition of Revival or We Die, which is officially due out tomorrow. That's the official book release date is tomorrow. I told you that we were done taking pre-orders, just found out from our shipping department 
that the books hopefully will be printed in by the end of the week. COVID has just thrown a lot of printing schedules. It's happened with me with three straight books. So we, I was told we could extend the pre-orders. So if you haven't pre-ordered yet, this is a special hardcover edition, signed, numbered, and then with it, you get a free video download going through chapter by chapter in the book, Revival or We Die, A Great Awakening is Our Only Hope. I am so burning to get this book into your hands. I feel very confident when you read it, it will spark something in you. It will spark faith. It will spark hunger. It will stir your heart. It will spark vision. And I believe when you read it, something will happen in your life. Go to askdrbrown.org, askdrbrown.org to pre-order. Okay. Back in November of 2009, so we're talking 12 years ago, I got an email from Focus on the Family saying you may be contacted by a producer from the Tyra Banks show. And they want to talk to you about coming on the air with them. They are going to be having a show, bringing little children out that identify as transgender. And then they're going to have a discussion with different people and and. and we couldn't, our people couldn't make it, but we recommended you, a few other people, but you were on our, on our top list of recommended people. Well, then I get the email from the Tyra Banks people and then the phone call and we do an interview. And I said, listen, I, I want you to understand that my PhD is in Near Eastern languages and literatures. It's, it's not in family counseling or sexuality issues or anything like that that would be related, psychology, et cetera. And I said, I'm a minister, I'm a, I'm a gospel minister and so on, and, and my views are based on scripture. And they said, no, 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 you're the right person. So chat it with Nancy about it. Is this just a setup, you know, because it's going to be pre-recorded in front of a live audience, but pre-recorded. They could edit, they could, you know, so we talked about it. I said, well, just be sure it's the Lord. And I prayed more and felt, yeah, it's the right thing to do. So by the time I come out on the stage, there have already been, I don't know, 45 minutes of programming up to that point with children coming out. This is Jane. Jane used to be Joe, a kid seven years old, eight years old. They're talking to the child. They're talking to the parents. The parents are, are in, in tears. And, and they are, they're, well, tell you what, I'm going to dive. Well, you know what? I, I hate to do this. I, I, I hate to do this, but I'm going to set things up a little further because I'm looking at the clock and I won't be able to play the full segment. So let me set this up more fully. Then we're going to come back. I'm going to play the full segment. It's about a six minute segment and there's a lot of back and forth in it going on. And that's what the producers like, Hey, we want you to interrupt each other. We wanted it to be lively. So there's, there's a lot of that going on, but I want to set it up carefully. So you'll know why I'm talking about this today. Why I'm talking about this today, 12 years later. In fact, guys, let's grab those slides from Dr. Paul McHugh. Dr. Paul McHugh, prestigious head of psychiatric department at Johns Hopkins University. He was the one who famously shut down sex change operations years ago, and then recently they were restarted. And before I went on the Tyra Banks show, I reached out to Dr. McHugh because here he is again, Johns Hopkins University, prestigious, highly respected uh, psychiatrist, and, and well-versed in these subjects as well as anybody. And look at what he said. This is what he emailed me. Look at what he said. He said, I hold that interfering medically or surgically with the natural development of young people claiming to be, quote, transgendered 
is a form of child abuse. Whoa. Let's look at that again. This is what he emailed me prior to me being on Tyra's show. And I got it right before going on. I hold that interfering medically or surgically. So medically would be hormone blockers, puberty blockers, or surgically, removing the breasts of an 18-year-old girl. I hold that interfering medically or surgically with the natural development of young people claiming to be transgendered is a form of child abuse. See, I, I wrote to Dr. McHugh, not knowing if he'd see the email or not, with the flood of emails he gets, figuring mine will just go into a junk folder, but he did see it and he did respond. And I said, I know you've written about this a lot in the past. I know you've been very vocal on this in the past. He said, the problem is in the mind, not the member, not the, the biology, but, but the, the, the psychiatry, the, the psychology, that it's something on the inside that you can help people with. And, and that performing physical surgery on someone is like giving liposuction to an anorexic. So I wrote to Sid, you still hold these same views. And that's when he wrote back. Okay, so now let's fast forward and let's look at this quote from the Wall Street Journal, all right? And this was May 3rd, 2019. So now almost 10 full years later, and, and Dr. McHugh is what, I think about 88 at this point. The possibility that Dr. McHugh is wrong doesn't trouble him. This is what Abigail Schreier wrote in the Wall Street Journal. Either the plastic surgeons and the transgender psychiatrists are right and I'm wrong. And if that's the case, they will have done a lot of good by opposing me and I will have been a drag on the system or the opposite. Suppose they're wrong and I'm right. They will have mutilated thousands of children and I will look good. Who do you think is going to sleep better at night? Wow. Wow, wow, wow. If we have one more slide from Dr. McHugh, let's, let's put that one up as well. I mean, this is just heavy stuff to think about. Hey, if, if I'm right here, all right, he says, I hope I'm still standing when these forts fall. So at the age of 88 in 2019, that's what he said. I hope I'm still standing when these forts fall. And they are falling. They are falling. There are different countries now saying, hey, we need to step back. We need not to do this to minors. We need to reconsider the puberty blockers, etc. All right, so I know I'm going on Tyra Banks, and I'm going to be opposite two people. One, Kim Pearson, who is a straight woman, so married to a man, heterosexual couple, with a child who identifies as trans, and she has been a trans youth advocate, obviously feeling this is the best thing to do for the kids is to recognize that some really are transgender. And Dr. Marcy Bowers. Dr. Bowers is a man, so male to female. Dr. Bowers became famous as the rock star of sex change surgery and then became super famous as the doctor that performed the sex change surgery on Jazz Jennings. Boy, believes he's a girl, famous in reality TV, one of the most influential teens in America. This is just tragic stuff. It's painful stuff. So I know I'm going to be on opposite them. I know that the audience is gonna be with Tyra and with these guests. I know I'm the big white male, and I was heavy then too, so that adds to the picture, right? I'm the old white guy, you know, just probably gonna be looked at as some conservative Republican gay hater, that's how I'm gonna be caricatured. And the emotions of the audience now, they've heard these parents and interviewed the kids, and 
they play a video of here's an interview with Jane, who used to be John, maybe eight years old. And what about your private part? Well, that's just a birth defect. I, I mean, it, you, you hear it like all oh, these kids. And the parents, like, once we find out what it was and realize that, that John was actually Jane, it's been so wonderful, and they're all so sincere. So I was praying, okay, Lord, what, what message do I get across? And, and, and how do I get this message across? And I knew that it had to flow out of my heart, which was a heart of love and compassion, and I had to get that message out. Well, we come back, I'm going to play the clip for you, and then I want you to hear what happened recently and this is why I'm playing all this now. It's amazing, eye-opening, jarring, and very sad. We'll be right back. It's The Line of Fire with your host, Dr. Michael Brown. Your voice of moral, cultural, and spiritual revolution. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown. Thanks for joining us today, 866-34-TRUTH, 866-348-7884. I now take you into my segment, which thankfully aired unedited. So just as it happened, that's how it was put out without editing, which I appreciate. And you'll get to hear this. Again, it gets a little intense at a few moments of people speaking over each other. And for everyone listening, as I began to speak, Dr. Bowers, who is sitting next to me, again, male to female, transgender, sex change surgeon, Dr. Bowers began to take my hand and, and, and just, just try to stop me from speaking. It's, it's very interesting the, the way everything transpired. But let's go into the broadcast November 18th, 2009. kids, kids that are changing their genders at a very young age, as young as six, seven, and eight years old. And now it's getting very controversial because there's, you know, different sides to the, to the story and to the debate. Can a child really know if they are transgender? Or what age do they really know that they are transgendered? Can they get therapy and get over the feeling of being born the wrong gender? So these are all the questions that we're going to talk about right now. Joining us are Kim Pearson. She's the executive director of Trans Youth Family Allies. Dr. Marcy Bowers, who is a transgender herself and is a specialist in transgender surgery. And Dr. Michael Brown, a professor and minister. So... <laughs> for transgender youth. Explain to me why you think that a child, like a six, seven, and eight-year-old child, not even to me, to everybody, um, that you feel that they can make that decision to, to change their gender. Well, actually, I don't believe it is a decision, and I don't think they're deciding anything. Mm -hmm. Just as you knew growing up that you were a little girl, mm -hmm. they know that they're little boys and little girls. Not every child, not every child who expresses some sort of gender variance is transgender. But it's my experience that transgender children do know. 
Now, I know, Michael, you disagree on Kim's position. Why do you disagree? Well, we're both here because we love kids and we care about them. Our hearts go out to them. But this is a known psychiatric condition, gender identity right. disorder. <laughs> it's, it's on the records. It's a known psychiatric condition. It's, it's been diagnosed in hundreds so and hundreds autism. of kids. Oh, okay. And, and there are treatments from the inside out. Compassion causes us to look at the whole thing as opposed to... Here, look. My, there there, the are, there, are, there My, are people... Listen to the children. Uh, listen to the children. The fact of the matter is, children as parents... Crazy. Listen, I'm... Children uh, don't start out There crazy. are plenty of kids at 2, 3, 4 that think certain things that are wrong. There are plenty of kids at 6, 8, 10 that... Do. Here, we, we know there are anorexics, okay, who are absolutely convinced listen. they're obese. You don't do liposuction on them. There, no, there are you people, don't. There are people with what's the There are people with what is... No, no, there are people with what is known as body Come identity on. disorder. No. Scholarly studies in the archives of sexual behavior compare these two things. These are people who but are obsessed with the We're not going back to the, the 1950s. No, no, we're not I'm talking gonna about today. Children's I'm talking about Dr. Hot, I'm talking about doctor, to get them to go back to their I'm own talking gender. About Dr. We're not Ann Lawrence, who is, a, who is a male to female transsexual, just like you just wrote an article in the archives of sexual behavior comparing gender identity we're disorder where kids are convinced. Okay, Dr. Bowers, you speak now. We're not going back. Well, you can't get a kid to be a boy just because you hand him a football or a girl because you hand her we're a doll. About that. Listen to the children. Love the children. We're about love, love tells and compassion. Truth. Dr. Bowers, love. love Listen tells to the families. The truth. Listen love. to the families. So how do you feel about gay? Just gay gay people, gay children. Well, this is not an issue of gay children. No, I know. I just want to, just trying to get your your um your I, I love gays and lesbians. I, I believe God created male and female. There's a best order. I love gays and lesbians, but this is not a gay and lesbian issue. This this is an issue of gender conversion identity disorder. Conversion therapy doesn't work. We're not talking about conversion therapy. Here, look, Dr. Kenneth Zucker is one of the world's leading authorities on this. He's treated 900 children, and so he says the best thing to do. what age do you think is the do, right age? What age do you think is the right age? We want to help the kids be at home in the biological body. They're getting when a kid's and born, we don't say work. we don't say we don't know if when it's a boy or a girl. When that doesn't work, Michael when that doesn't work. Uh, over how many years? Then you're going to put them on drugs, hormone blockers, and you're going to chop Excuse off their penis and put them on long, drugs for the rest long, of their life? That's the good solution? Do that's, we that's, make children miserable? How if, long? What's the right amount of time? There are ways as parents and families that are proven, they don't clinically work. tested. They're not what, proven. Why are you going to deny? Listen, They're you have your proven. opinion. You have experiments There's here. There's just as much medical. Sure. You have experiments. You're experimenting Kim, with no, kids. We're not. No, we're not. You support the use of inhibitors and hormones used correctly. Tell us that. They, the children that continue to express over the course of their life, three to five years minimum, going into wrong? puberty. What if they're what wrong? If they're wrong? What, if they are? Yes. what if they are? The question was, how do I feel about it? And what do I have to say about it? And what I have to say is that children that have expressed this about themselves all of their lives, their entire lives, and who have been properly screened by medical and psychological experts the in test? the field. What's the test? How do you test it? How do you, how know? Do you test against it? You don't have to test against it because you but want to help the kid you know, not have mutilation. You're saying you know with 100% no, certainty? I'm simply saying the best course of action is for the child to be at home with their biological sex. And when and that maybe, doesn't and, and work... And how do we know it doesn't work with a three-year-old or five-year-old? What about when they... But, but, but we do know that some of them... Just, just on a fact, there's like 18-year-olds and 20-year-olds. and So even so, when say, say they're 18. Just even just take away the whole kid thing. Legal adult, 18, and they're saying that they're in the wrong body. Then what, Dr. Brown? I still do not believe... 
sex reassignment surgery is the best case any more than the people who are suicidal because they have four healthy limbs with so body identity disorder. Have 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 limb you would rather have people die. No, I wouldn't rather have. I'd rather That's work with them, said. love them, help them. But what about okay? some of the people that do Would you chop off the limb of someone with body identity no. disorder? Let's, Why not? Of course, it has nothing to do with chopping off a body part. It is about restoring. It's not restoring. That are functioning normally, that are perfectly fine, that should be the goal. Look, compassion often has to go against the grain. Dr. Bowers, I'll let you uh, sum us up. Well, I'll tell you, I, I do surgery on, uh, I do sex change surgery. Mm -hmm. And I, the average age of people that come to me for surgery is 48 years old. Of those 48 year olds, it doesn't change over time. It has been there. 90% of them report that they've felt this way since the age of two, three, four, five years old. Just like the kids you just but heard. You it know. doesn't go when away. You send the kid it doesn't go away. And there are plenty we of people that had sex change surgery that regret it They're afterwards. And it's too late. late. They it's do too not late. regret it. It's debate. probably the hated debate. We'll be right back. Okay. That was the clip. Why am I playing it for you now? Well, there are many reasons I could play it, but here is what is so jarring. Dr. Bowers, the one that was sitting next to me, the male to female, quote, rock star of sex change surgery, the one who performed the sex change surgery on Jazz Jennings for reality TV. Dr. Bowers, who said, listen to the children, love the children, listen to the families, love the families. Dr. Bowers, who I'm sure believes he is doing good, and what he's doing and helping people that struggle the way that he used to struggle. <clears throat> Dr. Bowers has now changed his position. Here I am. I'm not a medical doctor. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm not a family counselor. Okay. I'm, I'm not one with degrees in these fields. I'm not a medical doctor working with the children. I'm simply one that loves the Lord, that loves these kids that are struggling that that studied and learned and found out everything I could about the subjects that sat and talked with people that struggled in different ways from from gay and lesbian activists that just had issues with people like me but wanted to sit and talk to to those that are former transgender and sat and listened and understood biblical principles and and, and trusted people like Dr. Paul McHugh that said this is experimenting on children here I'm the voice saying this outside guy right who am i i'm the one saying that that these are experiments being performed on kids now dr bowers earlier this month so earlier in october of 2021 so 12 years later dr bowers has changed his views <clears throat> in terms of dealing with children look at this headline Daily Mail reported this earlier this month. Two leading transgender medics, so Dr. Marcy Bowers and Dr. Erica Anderson, two leading transgender medics warn children should not be given puberty blockers, that too many are being given gender reassignment surgery and reveal New York Times turned down their op-ed on the subject. You say, Dr. Brown, you feel pretty animated about that. I am animated about that. How many kids have had their lives destroyed? How many kids have been mutilated? How, how many kids have been hurt in the general natural course of development? How, only, how many will find out in five or 10 or 20 years the effects of decisions that they made? Look, many of you are wrestling 
with the question of whether they get vaccinated or not. You want to be wise. You don't want to be a sitting duck. You don't want to be vulnerable to, to a potentially deadly disease. You want to be responsible. But you have concerns about the vaccine. And if it's put in your body, what might happen? And as, as, as many reports you're about people dying of COVID, you're hearing reports about people sick with the vaccine. So you're wrestling with this, right? Maybe you're 40 years old. I'm hearing from people constantly, and they're wrestling. They're trying to do the right thing. And what's the right thing? And evaluating and taking months and looking at it. And yet you're having kids, six years old, eight years old, 10 years old, be the driving factor in decisions where the adults and the doctors pretty much reinforce, yeah, that's it's gender dysphoria. Yeah, the, this is the treatment. And yeah, okay, show me studies over decades and decades of the effects of these puberty blockers, these hormone blockers on these kids, and the lifelong regimen of hormones that they'd be on. Show, show, me, show me all the data about this. There's more and more stuff coming out with loud warnings. And then kids who are now late teens or young adults, late teens, early 20s, and they're saying, I made, I made a terrible, I made a terrible mistake and the doctor should have pushed back against me more strenuously just recognizing this was an impulsive teen, an impulsive kid. Here I am, the guy, the outsider, saying the obvious, you're experimenting with kids' lives and these guests, no, no, this is the best way, the safest way. And now one of them saying, we made a mistake. A bit late, a bit late. It's the Line of Fire with your host, Dr. Michael Brown. Get into the Line of Fire now by calling 866-34-TRUTH. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown. Please give me your best dear friends. By God's grace, I'm here to stand as your voice. By God's grace, I will continue to stand and shout and speak the truth and swim against the tide and go against the grain together with all of you. So together... We make a difference. God's given me great platforms, radio, TV, internet, writing. He's given me great platforms. He's enabled me to shout my voice out on a good level to reach many people. And therefore, I want to do my best to be a faithful spokesman for the Lord and for you to give vent to some of the things you feel and the burdens that you carry so that together we can speak these out and I can serve as your voice of moral clarity and spiritual sanity or moral sanity and spiritual clarity. And friends, by God's grace, I want to help you stand strong. I want to help equip you. So in whatever world you live, whatever your family situation, your school situation, your employment situation, your ministry situation, that we can provide you with resources and provide you with wisdom from the word that you'll be enabled to stand strong and stand tall so that our light would shine in dark places. To say it again, together we're making a difference. To everyone who prays for us, thank you. To everyone who supports us financially, thank you. To everyone who shares our articles, podcasts, books, materials, thank you. We are making an impact. God's light is shining in darkness. Lives are being changed We get wonderful testimonies and reports sent our way on a daily basis, and they deeply bless us and encourage us. So thanks for the words of encouragement. And by God's grace, we will continue to speak. 
866-34-TRUTH is the number to call. So, November 18th, 2009, I appear on the Tyra Banks show in this discussion about, quote, transgender children, and it was a TV first. The first time that children as young as seven and eight were brought out in public in front of a live audience to talk about, yes, I used to be Joe, but now I'm Jane. I mean, even the, the nature of it. So you, you change the name and that you, you used to be Joe, now you're Jane because you changed the name. Is, is that just how it works? Now you can go back and change the birth certificate. I was looking at something on a health website the other day, checking some things out, trying to get some information. And one of the information about me, it said, what is your gender assigned at birth on your original birth certificate? That's how it was worded. Couldn't even say you're male or female. No. What was your gender assigned at birth? So it's the complete radical transgender talking point that when I first encountered it over a decade ago, I was like, what is this gender assigned at birth? So the doctor looks at you and because you're a biological male or biological female, no ambiguity. Okay. You're a boy, you're a girl. No, that's, that's not reality. It's just the gender you were assigned at birth. Like, what team are you going to play on? Or, you know, where are you going to live? Or just, it's arbitrary. It can be decided later because we don't really know. So maybe we have to change it later. I, I mean, what? And then it's got to say, on your original birth certificate. This is how far it's come. And then the next question, how do you identify today as if that actually changed the reality of things? Wow. So on that show, I sounded the alarm. You are experimenting with children. When you're putting them on puberty blockers, you're experimenting with children and sex change surgery for kids that are still teenagers. You're experimenting with children. And sitting next to me, Dr. Marcy Bauer is saying, no, 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 it's a male to female rock star of sex change surgery. And I believe doing what he does, believing it's right, believing that this is the best thing, believing he's helping people, okay? I genuinely believe that that many of these activists truly feel they are helping kids. And that's what they're doing what they're doing. They are terribly misguided. So, October 6th, Daily Mail reports two leading transgender medics warn children should not be given puberty blockers, that too many are being given gender reassignment surgery, and reveal New York Times turned down their op-ed on the subject. So I see this headline in an article that someone had sent me. I go to click on the link, and to my shock... One of the two doctors was Dr. Marcy Bowers, the one that I sat next to on the Tyra Banks show, the, the one grabbing my hand as I spoke and just trying to listen to the children, love the children. So Abigail Schreier asked Bowers, quote, uh, and this is on Barry Weiss's Common Sense website. When I asked Bowers if she still thought puberty blockers were a good idea from a surgical perspective, she said that Abigail Schreier, who's written the, the book about girls here, Irreversible Damage, about the transgender craze seducing our, our, our daughters or our children, refers to Dr. Bowers as she. I would refer to Dr. Bowers as he. When I asked Bowers if she still thought puberty blockers were a good idea, go back, watch the clip from the Tara show, watch what happened, listen what happened. From a surgical perspective, she said, this is typical of medicine. We zig and then we zag. I think maybe we sigged a little too far to the left in some cases. Quote, I think there was naivete on the part of pediatric endocrinologists who were proponents of early puberty blockade, thinking that just this magic can happen, that surgeons can do anything. Okay, so 
let me just explain something for a moment. One of Dr. Bowers' big issues is if you put the kid on puberty blockers, it's going to stop the natural development of their organs. When they get old enough and say, okay, I want to have sex change surgery, now they don't have the, the, the material to deal with to reconstruct their organs, and therefore it's a problem. So this is why Dr. Bowers is saying, well, there's some issues here. So Schreier explains this, okay? The problem for kids whose puberty has been blocked early isn't just a lack of tissue, but of sexual development. Puberty not only stimulates growth of sex organs, it also endows them with erotic potential. So quoting Dr. Bowers, if you've never had an orgasm pre-surgery and then your puberty is blocked, it's very difficult to achieve that afterwards. I consider that a big problem, actually. It's kind of an overlooked problem that in our informed consent of children undergoing puberty blockers, we've in some respects overlooked that a little bit. So you're talking about someone that cannot have normal reactions in a sexual relationship for the rest of their lives. What, what kid, little kid especially, is going to fully understand that? All right, Sammy, you're nine. We're going to put you on puberty blockers or whatever age they start, 10, and, and, but you may not be able to do the, you know, perform properly. What, what does a kid understand of this? It is madness, friends. It is madness. Whatever is motivating it, it's still madness. It is what Dr. McHugh said to me in, in an email in 2009. It's child abuse. We need to be shouting. We, we need not to get used to this. We need to say, I will not get used to this. I will not accept this as the new norm. I, I, I will not. I, I'll come back to not accepting things in a moment. And it's a reason that we return to these subjects to say, no, no, we, we don't accept this as the new norm. Sorry. So <clears throat> from the article on the Barry Weiss Substack, Bowers told me, told Abigail Schreier, she now finds early puberty blockade inadvisable. <clears throat> a little late. I, I commend Dr. Bowers for changing the position, but a little late on that? After all the damage that's been done? To God knows how many thousands and thousands of children? I'm not a fan of blockade at 10 or 2 anymore. I really am not. She told me using the clinical name of the moment when the first visible signs of puberty manifest. The idea all sounded good in the very beginning, she said. Believe me, we're doing some magnificent surgeries on these kids. Just reading those words is so painful. Magnificent surgeries on these kids. They're about sex reassignment, sex change. And they're so determined, and I'm so proud of so many of them and their parents. They've been great. But honestly, I can't sit here and tell you that they have better or even as good results. They're not as functional. I worry about their reproductive rights later. I worry about their sexual health later and ability to find intimacy. Oh, Lord, help us. Talk about a little late. Talked about what Dr. McHugh said. Who's going to sleep better, him for warning or those who went ahead with these surgeries and practices? How do we let this happen, friends? I'm not blaming you. I'm not blaming me. Many didn't know about things. Many others were outraged. But what could you do? I'm talking corporately as a society. How do we get here? How do we let this happen? How, how, how did we have an environment where after Tyra did her show in, in 2009, even if she thought she was doing good, even if she was convinced she was really helping and really doing good 
and, and, and it was important to get these stories out. And Compassion said it, help the kids. This is the best way to help the kids. Even though 80% or more on average of these kids who identify as transgender when they're younger, when they get past puberty, if they're just allowed to develop normally, you're not put on puberty blockers, they're not dressed in other clothes, they're not called other names other than their real names. When they get older, the fact of the matter is that the vast majority of them no longer identify as transgender. Yes, many identify as gay or lesbian. That's a whole lot different than having mutilated your body. That's a whole lot different than trying to be, having to be on hormones for the rest of your life and never being fully the other of what you want to be. <clears throat> Friends, it's time to say, we told you so, and how do we fix it now? How do we fix it moving forward? How do we deal with this moral madness? A big shakeup in, in Loudoun County schools be, because with the big protests there, families so upset about the bathrooms being gender neutral. You know, if a boy identifies as a girl, he can use the girl's room, et cetera, really pushing hard for that policy. And then reports, some disputed them, but others reinforced that urinals were being removed so that they'd all be gender neutral stalls and they want to offend, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, madness, cultural madness. So last, uh, was it a few, a few months ago, earlier this year, a man is, 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 uh, escorted out of the meeting at Loudoun County uh, at public schools, and he's, he, get, he gets ballistic when they say, no, there's, no, there's been no issues of rape. or issues, and, and His daughter was raped. His daughter was allegedly raped, but it's, it's on the books. It's reported, and the guy's been arrested. Was, was raped by a, uh, a teenager, a guy who identified as a girl, put on a skirt, and went to the girl's room and raped his daughter. And the board denied any knowledge of that. That's why he went ballistic. And that's sparked the whole domestic terrorist. These parents, his daughter was raped by a boy wearing a dress because of this madness. Yes, I'm passionate about this because lives of children are being destroyed. And, and society has gone along with one of the greatest deceptions known in our history. God help us. God awaken us. Oh, there's more to come. There's still more to come. Stay right here. It's The Line of Fire with your host, activist, author, international speaker, and theologian, Dr. Michael Brown. Your voice of moral, cultural, and spiritual revolution. Get into The Line of Fire now by calling 866-34-TRUTH. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown. I, I tweeted this out over the weekend, and it seemed to resonate with, with a lot of folks. I said, sorry but I refuse to get used to kids being raised by two dads or two moms, however loving those couples may be. It robs the child of a mother or father. It violates natural law, and it is the opposite of God's best plan for humanity, truth. So, well, Dr. Brown, why, why do that? Why, why beat a dead horse, and why appear to be a bigot to people? And Why sound hateful? Well, I have no desire to sound hateful, and there's not hate in my heart. And if people judge me as being a bigot, that's their business. But in point of fact, it's love that compels me to speak. It's God's spirit within me that compels me to speak. Because if we don't keep saying, sorry, that's not, sorry, that's not what God intended, 
I don't hate you. I'm not against you. You may really care for the kids you're raising, but this is not God's plan. This is not God's best. Otherwise, we just get used to it. That's why I'll talk about a gay couple, quote, married. Oh, in their sight, they may be deeply devoted to each other. They may be more committed to each other than, than heterosexual couple down the block. That's not the issue, but it's not marriage. I refuse to accept that as marriage. Otherwise, we just give in, and then what does it lead to? It leads to the types of things that we see in our society with, with transgender craze. I'm not calling people crazy who identify as trans. No, no, no. I'm talking about the craze of what we're doing to the kids and what is happening to the kids and the influences they're under. In 2011, we published my book, A Queer Thing Happened to America, and what a long, strange trip it's been. And I use the word queer because queer had been mainstreamed in our vocabulary. If we remember, queer eye for the straight guy and all that. So I, I wrote the book. It was over six years of research, of prayer, of interacting with those in the gay and lesbian community, of reading everything I could from their perspective to try to understand from theology to personal stories, etc. And still have, I've got a large library of books and there's children's readers and, and all of this. And, and I wanted to get the book out. I felt it was super important. But we had a wall when it came to publishing. Uh, and this is what we ended up doing. Look at the back cover of, of the book. We ended up publishing the book ourselves. We formed our own publishing house called Equal Time Books and put it out. And on the back cover, we called it the book that the publishers were afraid to touch. Here, a conservative pundit said book publishing is a difficult business now. And no media is willing to promote a book that opposes homosexuality. Economic self-interest is going to make it very tough for a publisher to say yes. 2011, conservative publisher. There would likely be a very concrete, though difficult to measure financial penalty to pay for publishing your book. Practically speaking, it could actually destroy the firm. From a best-selling conservative author, honestly, there's no New York publisher who will touch this manuscript. From the head of a New York City publicity firm, Unfortunately, he spoke with his team and he doesn't have anyone willing to take on Dr. Brown's book. In other words, we couldn't hire a publicity firm to publicize the book from a publishing insider. It'd be better, I'd be better off burning the money in my fireplace. The economics of publishing a book like this are bleak. And then a top literary agent who farmed uh, the manuscript out to a number of major publishers. Most thought the material was too controversial. All felt that the title would need to be changed. When I got that email, I knew we had nailed it, put the book out. By God's grace, it's been used to touch many. And we're looking to get out a second edition of it as soon as we can, as it's 10 years later in the, the first 10, 11,000 books and sold out and eBooks out, etc. So it had good distribution, but we would not be silenced because we knew the word had to get out. And when people began to ask me 10, 15 years ago, going back to 2004, Mike, why are you dealing with this? Why are you addressing this? Why are you talking about these things? I, I told people, I feel like an umbrella salesman in the desert. And people are saying, why are you making all these umbrellas? And why do you have all of these warehouses filled with umbrellas? Why are you doing what you're doing? My answer was, there's a storm coming, and you're going to need the umbrellas. Now people can't get their hands on enough materials for me and many others who've been on the front line speaking. We do it out of love. The commission, reach out to the people with compassion, resist the agenda with courage. And friends, by God's grace, we will continue to stand as your voice doing that very thing. Back to the children. 
female to male, Scott Nugent, wrote an article in Newsweek. We've been in touch since then. And according to Nugent, who has no problem with me referring to her as her, according to her, she did an interview together with Dr. Bowers and some others and utterly destroyed their arguments, utterly demolished their positions to the point that they had no choice but to change their views publicly. So that, that's what she believes is the driving force behind them making these changes. I don't know. I, I'm not there. I don't know what's in their hearts. I, I'm glad they're, they're saying what they're saying now. But again, grieve over all the lives destroyed thus far. But in her article on Newsweek, Scott Nugent said this. And, and again, re- remember that uh, I've shared this before. I think she's trying to get this article published with major sites for two years before they do this. We need balance when it comes to gender dysphoric kids. I would know. And now let me just go through the list. When you put kids on puberty blockers, what the, the side effects are, all right? Decreased life expectancy. And if you read the article, if you haven't, you ought to. Scott Nugent, N-E-W-G-E-N-T. Read the article. And this is someone who's not a believer as we are, has very, very different views on many, many different subjects. But look at this. What are some of the results? Experimenting on kids, decreased life expectancy, increased risk of premature death from heart attacks and pulmonary embolisms, bone damage, possible liver damage, increased mental health complications, all these documented. Increased chances of mood syndrome symptoms, higher suicide rates than non-trans population, 12% higher chance than non-trans population to develop symptoms of psychosis, chance of stunted brain development, much reduced chance for lifelong sexual pleasure, higher chance of sterility and infertility, no improved mental health outcomes, not completely reversible. Boom! And this is known, this stuff is known, friends. We must shout it out for the sake of the children. I appreciate deeply Nugent's courage in doing what she's doing. It's difficult. It's a price to be paid. I deeply appreciate the courage. And having spoken with her on the phone at some length, it is love for the kids that drives her. Okay, one last thing. Barry Weiss herself doesn't like to speak of her sexual orientation, but is, quote, married to her female partner. So has been in several lesbian relationships, now, quote, married to her partner, is liberal, worked for the New York Times, and then began to sound the alarm last year about the cancel culture, and, and what she said is distributed vastly. Well, here she is with Brian Stelter on CNN. I want to play about, oh, about 90 seconds of their interaction. So this is a, Liz, a liberal lesbian feminist or liberal bisexual feminist, however she categorizes herself, and listen to what she has to say. The lights are going on for more and more people. Check this out. You write, there are tens of millions of Americans who aren't on the hard left or the hard right who feel the world has gone mad. So in what ways has the world gone mad? Well, you know, when you have the chief reporter on the beat of COVID for the New York Times talking about how questioning or pursuing the question of the lab leak is racist, the world has gone mad. 
when you're not able to say out loud and in public that there are differences between men and women, the world has gone mad. When we're not allowed to acknowledge that rioting is rioting and it is bad, and that silence is not violence, but violence is violence, the world has gone mad. When we're not able to say that Hunter Biden's laptop is a story worth pursuing, the world has gone mad. When in the name of progress, young school children, as young as kindergarten, are being separated in public schools because of their race, and that is called progress rather than segregation, the world has gone mad. There hmm. are dozens of examples that I could share with, with you and with and your you viewers. And you often say, you say everyone aloud. Everyone sort of knows this. And you say we're not allowed, we're not able. Between. Who's the people stopping the conversation? Who are they? Um, people that work at networks, <laughs> frankly, like the one I'm speaking on right now, who try and claim that you know, it was it was racist to investigate the lab leak theory. It was. But I mean, who let's said just that at CNN? Example. But I'm just saying. That it- yeah, and judging by Brian Stelter's body language, he's either acting as if he's surprised, like he knows he's being nailed here, but is acting as if he's surprised, or give the benefit of the doubt, is genuinely surprised to think that his network would be biased would be one of those that is hindering the free discussion of ideas or, or, or censoring certain things that are unfavorable to the network from getting out. It's extraordinary. But here's Barry Weiss, a liberal, either bisexual or lesbian feminist, talking about the world's gone mad when you can't even say in public there are differences between men and women. Recently saw things circulating about, yeah, well, because you can't say women, you, you have to say, well, non-prostate owners. I, I mean, it is madness. Friends, let's keep speaking. I'm not discouraged. In fact, let me end with this word of tremendous encouragement. The same God who showed me that all these things would be happening in society, and I documented, go back 15 years or longer, and we've been talking about these things and laying them out and saying where things are going. To me, it was self-evident where they were going. It had to be. I believe this same God that showed me these things would be happening or gave me the insight that they'd be happening also showed me that there would be a holy pushback, a gospel-based moral and cultural revolution. And friends, we're going to be on the front lines. It's had the pushback has been rising by the month, by the year. We need to couple that pushback with the fires of revival, and America will be shaken. Another program powered by the Truth Network.